With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. And it's Wednesday, and I'm here with uh, Louis Ragoni. Hey, Dolphins. And Jim Johnson's back. Hey, hello, everybody. How you guys doing? How you doing, Jim? I'm doing pretty well. We got to watch some playoff games last weekend. What were your thoughts on those, Lewis? Well, my thoughts on uh, on uh, Mr. Breeze is it, it's about time for him He's to retire. Him I think. Yeah. Uh, I I don't I don't know what was going on there, but uh, you got Winston on the bench, and boy, I would have been tempted to bring him in and see if he could sling the ball around a little bit because. As I watched that game with Breeze, his he had no velocity on his passes. He was late. There was just nothing on any of his throws. And, you know, you keep waiting for him to get hot and to bring them back down the field over and over again. And he just kept throwing interceptions. And, um, you know, St. Defense played pretty solid. You know, they were keeping him in that game for a long time. I mean, uh, they turned the ball over four times, the Saints. You know, yeah. three interceptions. Tight end had a fumble, and they were still in that football game. But uh, Breeze just get, didn't give him an opportunity down there. Uh, it was it was an interesting game to me. It was the most boring game. I thought it was going to be the best one, and I think it wound up being the worst. To be honest with you. So, with that being said, Saints are going to be in the market for a quarterback next year because I think Winston only signed a one year contract. Um, you know, it just depends on how they feel about the kid that was hurt. Uh, Hill, um, the guy that uh, plays wide receiver, right? special teams, running back, tight end, you name it, he plays it. <laughs> he's really good. But honestly, I don't know if he's a starting quarterback and every down quarterback. Probably uh, not. But, uh, you know, they, they isolate him in a lot of ways and he wasn't available and they just, you know, again, they just didn't have answers. So Tampa's in the championship game with Mr. Bre- uh, with Mr. Uh, Brady once again. So uh, that's one game. Um, the other game, the Kansas City game was interesting, right, guys? When uh, Mahomes went down, you were like, oh, boy. Yeah, know, here, here we go. Yep. Well, I, I got to be honest. I was kind of curious to see Chad Henney. I don't think he embarrassed himself, but uh, he's certainly not to the level of Mahomes. Let me tell you something. Their head coach is just incredible. He really is. I mean, he he's he's just he doesn't care. He goes out there, and Henney was in, and some of the calls late in that game were so yep. ballsy. Yep. Boy, you know, to his credit, they all worked out, and that's the type of coach he is. You know, he goes out there, and for an old school guy, he's not so old school, is he? You know, he goes out there, and you know, he's got that that frame of mind that's you know more of a younger quarter uh, coach, wouldn't you say? 
you know, well, you gotta, you gotta roll with the times, right? Right. Absolutely. It's a different game today than it was 25 years ago. It's just a totally different game. It's much more offensive minded. Absolutely. Even when he was in Philly, Mike, 10 years ago, though, you know, their offense was always, you know, just dynamic, you know, with McNabb, they had guys yep. running around. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time that way. You know, his credit, he put a fantastic team together, a fantastic offense. I'll tell you, if Mahomes is healthy, you know, they're going to wind up, they're probably going to wind up in the Super Bowl again. Probably. But do you think they're the same team that they were last year? I think they're missing something. And I don't know exactly what, but they don't seem quite as explosive as they did last year. Well, I mean, they're missing a running back, Mike. That's the number one thing. I mean, did you notice that Bell did not even play the majority of the snaps? Well, we know why. Right. I I mean, I think he's (laughs) done for the most part. But the guy that they had in there, Williams, at running back, he's not Mr. Hilaire. And they're going to need him back this week as well against the Bills, as far as I'm concerned. That's missing, Mike, because Damian Williams was very, very underrated down the stretch for them. I mean, he made plays in the running game, and as far as catching passes out of the backfield, he opted out this year. They drafted Hilaire. Hilaire filled in very, very well for them, and he's been missing for about a month. And you have to have a running game. You have to have a semblance of it. And without the threat of a running game back there, you drop guys into coverage. You don't concern yourself with the running game. And it hurts their passing game incredibly. So they have to have some some balance. They haven't had it. And it's just going to be interesting because this game's really going to come down to whether Hilaire and Mahomes are both on the field or if one or the other is on the field. And if they're not, then Buffalo's going to have a very legitimate shot at winning that football game. Yeah, the, the Chiefs are definitely a solid core team. But like you guys said, there seems like something's not quite right, and I think you nailed it, Lou, with the running back issue. Uh, they just don't have that dynamic player, especially with Hilaire out. Bell has been non-existent, and like you say, it it takes something away from them, and you can't keep piling more things on on the quarterback's plate. Uh, if you're taking weapons away, then that gives the defense you know less things to just pin their ears back and go get. So they're definitely not what they were. But if uh, Mahomes is healthy and Hilaire gets back on the field, uh, it, it could come right back into focus quick. Exactly, and and I think their defense, Mike, is a little bit better than it was last year. They might from, be from what I've seen of them. They seem like they're playing a much better brand of football on the defensive side. So. On that side, they're pretty good. I mean, listen, it's going to be an interesting game because, you know, Buffalo doesn't have much of a running game either. I mean, that we'll, we'll switch over to that game now. I mean, what they start the game with, like, 20 straight passes? I mean, they didn't even yeah. attempt to run the football. They didn't care about running at all. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. So you're in a situation here where – He reminded me of uh, Marino, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They used to do the same thing. they just come out and throw. They just came out and throw, didn't care. Um, you know, if I'm the Bills, I'd probably do the same thing this week because uh, Moss is hurt. He's out the rest of the season, so they've got Singletary. And they've got Yeldon as his backup. And obviously, they don't have a lot of confidence in their running game. They feel that their strength is the passing game, so why bother, right? Yep. Why yep. bother running the football? We'll just yep. – uh, We'll, we'll air it out 40, 50 times and, and go that route. It's flag football, Mike. I mean, you know, this is, this is the NFL nowadays. I mean, you know, it's, it, that's what it's become to some extent. Um, well, you know, were you disappointed in, uh, 
Lamar's performance? Uh, Jackson, no. Yeah. I mean, it was on par with what I expected, you know, in regard to him. Uh, he hasn't shown me anything in regard to taking over a football game when he has to make plays in the passing game. I mean, he, listen, he's an incredible he's an incredible running quarterback. I mean, you could put him at running back and he'd probably be one of the best <laughs> running backs in the NFL. You switch him over to that position. If he, so, if he could take the beating. Yeah. If he could take the right, if he could take the beating. But, you know, with that being said, I wasn't disappointed. It was right on par with what I expected. Uh, you on par with that, Jim, or did you think a little, you know, that he was going to come out and play a little bit better than what he did? I expected more. Uh, you can't, you can't consider yourself one of the best in the game if you can't make more passing downs, you know, plays than what he did. And, uh, that one interception was, was bad. And it's, it's just, I, I did expect a better, more than three points scored in that game for for the Ravens. I mean, uh, you you simply have to score more points, and that falls on the quarterback, and he didn't get it done. And what about the Rams-Packers? Packers, Packers, uh, I mean, right now, Mike, if I had to pick a team to win it, it'd probably be them. And watch, they'll go out and lose to Tampa this week. But, (laughs) I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it's so tough to beat him. And Tampa's defense – They've got a lot of players on that on their defensive side of the football. A lot of named Sue's there. They've got good football players on that side of the football, but it hasn't translated to their play on the field. Aaron Rodgers, they have receivers. I mean, Adams, I think, is the best in the game right now. That tandem is the best in the game. You've got Tanya at tight end. You've got a couple of other good good receivers and Lazard and the other kid that they have. I can't think of his name right now. And their running game, Aaron Jones and um, Williams, both outstanding running backs. I mean, they have it going on on offense and their defense, as long as they play somewhat decent, I think they win that football game up in Green Bay this week and they wind up going to the Super Bowl. And if they do, I'll tell you, I, you know, I, I'd favor them only because of Aaron Rodgers. I think he's he's playing at an incredible level right now, and I think he gives them a big edge. Um, you know, you look. We'll go back to the Tampa game real quick, and what Brady did with that offense with all those turnovers. I mean, not an awful lot, right? I mean, they have a yeah. lot of star power on that side of the football, and there's just you talk about a team that's just not really right. Uh, their offense is kind of hit and miss, and they've got yeah. so many good football players on that side. Yeah, and Brady isn't what he used to be. You know, you talked about Drew Brees being, uh, you know, not himself. Uh, but, you know, Tom Tom doesn't have the arm that he used to, and he's been off some of his passes and, and well, under throwing. depends what game you watch. Yeah, he, he has lit it up at times. He has been been good one game and not so much yes. the other. But he yes. does look like it's mechanically harder for him to throw the football than it used to be. And and the way I look at the, the Packers, you watch Aaron Rodgers out there, and this is just like, school ball football to him right now it's it's he's it's coming easy to him he's comfortable he's confident and you know we all watch Dan Marino when he was in that mode you know okay how many touchdowns do you want me to throw today it was no problem it, it, it was just uh 
95% of the time they were going to win the football game because of it. And that's how the Packers are playing right now. And uh, you've got Adams who just keeps making play after play, and, and it's, it's, it's all going down that road. And I don't see Tampa being able to slow that roll right now. Yeah, you give Aaron Rodgers, Brait, and Gronk, Antonio Brown, Godwin, <laughs> Mike Evans, <laughs> Leonard Fournette, yeah, and Ronald I, Jones. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I mean, not for nothing, but boy, oh, boy, they gave Brady all kinds of toys there, right? Well, they had uh, you to. Know, I don't want to call these guys toys. I mean, that's probably a, you know, a it bad word to use. right. Right. Weapons. But, but weapons. he gave him so many weapons. And, you know, that team with all those guys should be putting up 40 points a game easy. I mean, they just have so much talent on that side of the football. And you got to look at it as Brady being the issue there. He just, he has been inconsistent and he is getting up there in age. And, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers with a little bit less on his side of the football, he's got a lot of good football players there, but uh, he doesn't have the guys that Brady has to work with. And they're, they're just so sharp. I mean, you watch them on offense and they're running the football. They get up to the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter the situation. And the difference, you know, between those two guys is the fact that one can create on broken plays, as you mentioned a little while ago, Jim. You know, uh, Brady can't do that. You know, once that pocket breaks down, you know, he's kind of a dead duck. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he floats around from one side to the other, rolls out left, rolls out right, throws the ball 50 yards down the field for a touchdown. You know, that's that's the difference there. One between thing those that he guys. does is he throws and it looks effortless, absolutely effortless. Yep. Agreed. Even when he's on his on a rollout and it's a broken play and he and he just flicks the ball like it was nothing. Yep. I mean, he can throw it 50, 60 yards in the air, and it, it just looks effortless. And no panic, ever. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. got guys around him. He steps up. He just, you know, and he, and he throws a ball down the field. And, you know, he's just got that, you know, he's just so level, you know, as far as his whole attitude going into football games. Um, I can't say enough about him. I, I love watching the guy play I football. Uh, you know, when I turn games on and I know the Packers are, are playing, whether it be a night game or these playoff games, I, I just enjoy watching him quarterback a football game. I don't know how you can as a football fan. Yeah, you know? no, I, I love it. I mean, I do. I just great quarterbacks always have my eye. You know, I like watching Mahomes. I think he's great. I like watching Rodgers. I think he's great. I actually think Josh Allen is, is playing at that level almost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, you know, these guys are fun to watch. Brady, I don't like. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just don't like watching Brady like yeah. I do the others. Yeah, he he he's kind of a technician there. He is. He is. He's more of a surgeon. Those those guys wing it. <laughs> he's not exciting. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't excite you in any way as he's watching. You're as, not as impressed by his physical traits, let's put it that way. These other guys, you're impressed by their physical traits. Mhm. Mm yep. Agreed. That's the that's the best way I can say it. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, we, we always have the debate, you know, what would you rather have, or what's more important to getting to the Super Bowl, a, a franchise quarterback or an elite defense. And, uh, if you look at the four quarterbacks going to these championship games, I mean, they're all elite. You got Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, and Allen, and they're all playing in an elite level. Uh, you know, so 
You can make that argument for defense all day long, but at the end of the day, it's usually the marquee quarterbacks that are that are looking at that game. Hey guys, this is Mike again, uh, breaking in for a second just to ask a favor of you. We would like to request that you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rate the show. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'd very much appreciate it. Thank you. And fins up. Let's talk. Uh, well, no, go ahead, Jim. Did you have something? Uh, no, I, I basically got to agree with Mike. I mean, it's very difficult to, when the game is on the line, the quarterback has to make some plays. Uh, and if he can't do that, you know, we were just talking about it with uh, the Ravens against the Bills. You know, Josh Allen made more plays than, than uh, uh, you know, the Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson did. And it's it's just you can't overcome a, a a deficit unless you're you know unless your defense scores three touchdowns or something you have to have that that quarterback to make the plays for you and if you can't get that done it's going to be very hard to win games my philosophy has been that the elite quarterback gets you into the playoffs and then it's the rest of your team that helps you advance through it yeah, I'd I'd be on par with that, especially in today's NFL, Mike. I mean, I I'm in agreement on that. I mean, I mean, look at our team. You know, the Dolphins were a perfect perfect example of that, right? We had an extremely solid defense. I mean, you can make an argument for them being one of the better ones in the NFL, especially in the AFC this year, right? Yep. And um, you know, where are we? We're not in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement with you on that. And you can look around the NFL and you can look at the Chicago Bears. Yes, they did make the playoffs, but look at what their record was because they struggled at the quarterback position. And, you know, just look around the league. And there's examples of exactly what you just talked about among teams all over the place, you know, that had very, very solid defenses but just weren't able to get over the hump because the Col- Colts the, are a good the uh, example play. there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, and there's others, but you know the the, po- the point is, without that franchise quarterback, you're going to have a really hard time, and that's that's all. Let's talk about some free agent receivers since Miami is in such a need of receivers. I wonder if they will look into free agency to help solve some of that need. Uh, now, I don't know what you guys are thinking. You can tell me. Um, I kind of think they need at least two receivers. What are you guys thinking? I would say we, we do need two receivers. Uh, we've got a lot of things up in the air right now. Uh, we don't know if Williams is coming back. Uh, you know, Parker is still on the team. You know, how many games will he play? How many games will he be healthy and so forth? The guys that opted out, I, I don't think are going to be back. Um so well, yeah, they'll, they'll be in camp. The question is, will they make the roster? Exactly, but I, I, it's it's not looking too good, if, in my opinion. So I, I feel they would need two guys. You know, these free agent guys, though, to me, any of them that are young enough and talented enough to be difference makers are going to cost fifteen plus million dollars, and. You know, Probably like you, closer to twenty. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I say, yeah. you know, Smith Schuster, you know, he's projected to be, uh, you know, sixteen, seventeen million a year. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson, he's looking at twenty, maybe twenty-one million a year. You know, the bidding war could be could be spectacular. You know, Godwin and Galladay, they're all going to be pushing those same numbers. 
and from there it's a big step down so i'm while i'm i'm wanting playmakers at wide receiver receiver position i don't feel that we can break the bank on a wide receiver right now i just don't see it really happening i'd rather draft a wide receiver at number three and go from there so well i mean here, here's the thing okay so we got hearns and we've got um wilson. Al- albert wilson coming back next year they're on the contract you know, as you guys said, I mean, I don't know if both of them make the team or not, but as far as I'm concerned, they're just stepped anyway. Um, you know, as far as the team is concerned, I don't think they're going to be game changers. I mean, Albert Wilson has ability at times, but I don't think he's going to be a consistent contributor. I don't so, know that he has the durability. Right. We don't know that. We don't know. You know, he's had a year to rest and, you know, Hearns is what he is as well. Now, with that being said, you know, Jim, you mentioned the receiver at number three. Um, this is the way I look at it, okay? I look at it as if you have that tackle there at number three, you have to take him because you're not going to get that type of football player through free agency. So you have to attack, you have to attack that position through the draft. And if this kid's there, this Suell, He's got to be drafted. Uh, you can't take a wide receiver at number three. And maybe you come back later in the draft, whether it be a first or second round. Or listen, you look at the draft over the last few years, there's been a lot of really good wide receivers taken in the second round as well. And there's about six that are projected to go in the first round this year. So even if you want to come back with number 18 and take a wide receiver, that's great. So you approach this thing. On those terms. Now, in regard to the free agents, I agree with both of you guys. Yeah, we do need two wide receivers. And there's there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, you've got a guy, as you mentioned, Jim, coming off of an injury in Preston Williams. That's, that's number one. You don't know what you're getting out of him. He hasn't been able to complete a full season. And number two, Parker's contract is up next year. Okay, so you're going to be in a situation where, well, do we re-sign him or do we let him walk? This will be his third contract. He's getting up there in age. So the question becomes, do you throw money at a Chris Godwin who I, you know, looking at the list, that's the guy that I like the most out of all of these guys. He's he's still young. He he would be a very, very good replacement for Parker because you may have to replay, replace Parker after next season. So, yes, at some point, guys, we have to throw money at playmaking football players. And we may have to indulge. I mean, we talked about all these teams in the, in, you know, in the playoffs right now. And you heard all the names that I mentioned. I mean, just on Tampa Bay alone. So how are they doing it? There's ways of doing it. The Dolphins just have to figure out a way of doing it. All these other teams are star-filled. They have players at every position. I mean, you know, Tampa maybe fell into some things with Fournette and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is this, is that our defense is pretty set. You add a couple of pieces there through the draft maybe, maybe sign one free agent there on that side of the football. And on the offensive side is where we're needy. You have to go out and you have to get a guy that has some games under his belt. This is my opinion. You have to get one of these guys. And I think Godwin fits well into the team 
you can't draft a wide receiver in two, three years, hope that he develops. You know, I don't know if you can get a guy that's going to come right out of the gates and play as well as some of these guys have. It's always a crapshoot. So what do you do? You at least get a guy that's solid and you draft a young wide receiver as well. So you have a good balance there. Um, those are the reasons I feel you have to throw a little bit of money at that position this year. You just have to. Well, what's a little bit? Twenty million? Well, I mean, you know, Godwin comes in at seventeen million. Mike, listen, we made Landry walk for that money a couple of years ago, right? And he's yeah. been extremely productive in Cleveland. So, you know, you've got a guy that has established himself and understands the NFL. So at some point, you have to get some guys in here. And drafting a young rookie, yeah, that's fine and dandy. But, you know, you need, a, you need a guy. You just need another player. And I think that the offense has to be addressed in a lot of different ways this year. And I think that uh, the wide receiver position is something that you do throw a little money at this year. And you figure it out from there. Well, you might throw a little money at it, yes. But I don't think you're going to be able to throw $20 million at it because uh, they've only got roughly $33 million and uh, there's other needs. Uh, oh, there's gotta, no question, you know, Mike. But, so, but, you know, there are teams out there that find a way to do it. And yeah, we have you, to you put- push it down the road. Okay. In other words, you, you give a guy a large signing bonus and a small salary. So it's it's not as hard on your cap. Right. But you're paying for it in later years. And once that guy is done with you, you've got a bunch of dead money on the books. All right. Well, that's something that right now, if if we want to get to where we need to get, I mean, we're on the crest of the playoffs. We were there this year. It's something that we have to, you know, it's something that I feel we have to do at some point. The offensive side really hurt us this year in a lot of ways. And, you know, you can draft a young, a young wide receiver. That's great. You know, if two is there next year, you know, he needs, he needs, he needs another guy out there to work with. I mean, we talk about this all the time. That was one of the main excuses as to why, you know, he didn't play well last year. A lot of people felt that that was the issue. So what do you do? You go out and you get a playmaker and, um, you know, I don't know what type of money it's going to take. I don't know. Maybe a guy like a Godwin or one of these other guys, Galladay, comes here for a little bit less money because he sees what we have to offer rather than signing with the Jets or one of these teams that are that are so far away from the playoffs. I mean, we're we're an exciting team at this point to come and play for. And I think that that should be factored into this as well. The other thing we have to factor in is is whether or not we make a trade for the quarterback over in Houston. I mean, if that happens, you know, I, I don't see a lot of this going on, you know, in regard to being able to throw money at anybody. So, you know, that that that's another factor that becomes very important. But if two is your quarterback, I think you have to get you have to get a guy. Now, the, um, the running back position, you know, we're not going to go there, but I feel that you have to draft a, run, a good running back because coming off of their second contract, I think that wide receivers around the league are much more productive. And I don't know why that is the case. Maybe because they don't take the beating the running backs that's do. That's exactly but, the reason, yes. Right. So you draft a running back. I think that's more more of a concern and more of a need as far as drafting a running back over a wide receiver uh, for those reasons. Because you know, running back – if we go out and we try to sign a running back and we, you know, we learned the hard way last year, right? We traded for one, we, we, um, we signed one and it just didn't pan out. And looking at the list, 
there's just not a lot there. There's some exciting guys on that wide receiver uh, list. Well, you've you've got the three top guys and and 32 teams, so you got to hope that you know you can get one of them. Now, if you do get one of them, how many other teams are competing with you for him? And that's really the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but you know, I you know I might look at a second level guy as a, as opposed to the top tier guys. You know, uh, T. Y. Hilton or somebody like that. Yeah, the problem with Hilton, Mike, is the age situation. And, yeah, I, mean, I get it. And, you know, the money, you have to look at it and you have to say, well, is he worth $10 million? Is he worth the $10 million or is Godwin worth, you know, the $7 million more and weigh it out that way? Or is Schuster worth well, it, that what much you ha- more? What you have to do, it's not a matter of $7 million more. It's a matter of what do I have to do to free up that $7 million to pay him? Do right. I have to let Bobby McCain go in? Am I in a position to do that? Mm-hmm. Or you know, or or what exactly do I have to do to get it? You know, and that's that's what you got to look at. It's it's very simple just to say the figure, but you got to move the pieces around so it works. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's always the dilemma. So uh, well, Jim, it's something it's something that the organization is going to have to figure out because other teams are doing it somehow, some kind of way. Well, yeah, and they, uh, they make decisions that that they feel are best for their franchise, and that's exactly what you have to do, whatever that whatever that is. Uh, but it's it the dollars and cents of it are always interesting because uh, uh, you know it's it's a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle basically. It is, but as you mentioned earlier, just keep in mind in regard to what we were talking about earlier. You look at the four teams uh-huh. that that are playing to go to the Super Bowl this year, and they're loaded on that side of the football. But are yeah. they doing it with rookies or veterans? You know, and. and they have they have a good mixture of both, Mike. Well, I mean, you right. you heard all the names I mentioned, right? No, I'm I'm not saying no. What I'm saying is, you know, if you've got if you've got rookies coming through for you, that makes it much easier to sign those higher dollar players, right? But well, look, let's look at let's let's talk about the Bills for a second, okay? Uh-huh. Look what they did. They signed John Brown, right? Free right. agent. They signed Beasley, free right. agent. Right. They traded for Diggs. I mean, right. there you go. There's and, not one receipt. And no, then they it. drafted a Gabriel Davis. So you look at them and, and we'll use them as a perfect example as to how they attacked, you know, the, the whole situation on offense. And and I'll tell you what, I mean, it, it was it was outstanding in regard to that. Now, Buffalo's defense has been pretty solid for, for a couple of years now. That's the way I view our team. You know, we've got a pretty solid defense right now. You know, it's the offense that's lacking. Well, so they're not, they're not paying their corners what we're paying our corners, you know, and it all has to fit together. That's all I'm saying. Right. No, I got you. We're on so. the same page here, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all agree we need some offensive playmakers. Uh, I, just, uh, I just don't see us going with one of the higher-end guys uh, they may of, try to, but I just I just yeah. don't know how they're going to get it done. And they not, not that they can't get it done. Of course they right. can, but are they going to be willing to? Because right. they're going to have to move people. I would be more uh, more inclined to think they're going to try to go after one of the the next step got down guys, maybe a Will Fuller or a Sammy Watkins, somebody like that. That's maybe a couple years older. Maybe not quite as good, but uh, you know, might be seven to ten million dollars less money a year. So now we've we've got two games coming up this weekend. We've got the Chiefs and Bills and the uh, Bucks and Packers. Uh, give me your thoughts on the Bucks and Packers, Jim. Ah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. You've got two of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and uh, 
right now I see Rogers in his prime. He's having fun and uh, everything's clicking. And and the Bucks are are getting it done, but they're they're struggling a bit. They've been in a lot of close games and uh, they've had turnovers and Brady's thrown interceptions. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, Mr. Rogers and the Packers the edge in this one. They're they're playing at home. And uh, you know, I think the Packers are gonna are gonna beat the Bucks by about ten points. How about you, Lewis? I'm in agreement with Jim in regard yeah. to the Packers winning the football game. I think that I think that Brady's gonna have to play an exceptional game in order to beat Rodgers, and I just don't see it. I mean, he has he has the weapons, they have the receivers to do it, but going up to Green Bay. I believe it's supposed to be snowing up yep. there. They are going to have fans in the stadium. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not, not like playing in Tampa. It's no right. picnic. Now Brady's played in a lot of snow games. Of so, course, you know he's hip to that game. But the bottom line is this: is that Aaron Rodgers is playing at an exceptional level, and that's what you always have to look at. You got to you got to look at the quarterbacks and how they're playing coming into this game. I was not very impressed with Tampa's offense at all last week. Um, you know, whereas Green Bay's offense has just been outstanding. So yeah, I'm going with Green Bay in this one, and I expect it to be 10-14, maybe 17 point win. I think they're going to beat them pretty good. Do you? Yep, I do. Yeah, I don't think Brady can keep it close, huh? I I just don't, Mike. You know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Green Bay's defense has been sneaky good as well, uh-huh. so we'll see. That was my next comment, was the Packers' defense has, has made plays when they needed to be made, and uh, that has made a huge difference for him as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I know Brady is Brady, and he, he somehow he finds a way to keep things uh, respectable. They don't get blown out too often. So what do you got? Well, you know, I, I also think the Packers are going to win, but I think it's going to be a much closer game. I'm going to take them by three. three wow. Okay. And uh, we have the Bills and Chiefs. This and game's we, impossible yep. right now, really. Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, well, well, let's assume that Mahomes is playing. Go ahead, Jim. I'll let you go first, or you want me to go first on this one? I'll take it. No problem. I actually <laughs> had I actually had two scores for this one because I've got one with Mahomes and one less Mahomes. And uh, you know, we were just talking about elite quarterback play and all, and then how you know a, a great defense. And I think this this game is going to come down to can a defense outplay an elite quarterback. And I think that's how it's going to go. So I think both teams are going to score points. I think it's going to be, a, you know, probably about 60 points. The suspense uh, is killing me. I'm going to say that <laughs> that with that with Mahomes, I'm going to say they beat the Bills 34-27. Oh, but I'd if like Mahomes that. isn't playing, I think the Bills are going to take this one uh, 27-21. So I, I think it's, the Mahomes is the wild card. Yeah, I, the Kansas City, if Mahomes is playing and healthy and if Hilaire is playing and healthy, I think they're going to beat him by 10 points. I think that Josh Allen's going to have a little bit tough time of it. I really do. Um, I think that Kansas City's going to throw some different things at him. I think they're going to just not even concern themselves with the running game because Buffalo honestly does not have one in the least. And I think that they're going to give Allen some trouble. I don't think the Bills are quite ready. Kansas City 
they they've been there, done that, won the Super Bowl. They're going to come out fired up. I think they're going to get them by at least ten points. Yeah, and I see it the same way, Lewis. Do you? Now, if if Mahomes doesn't play, obviously it's well. Yeah, but then you got Chad Henney, and I don't think anybody's going to mistake him for Mahomes. No, but I, I still give Kansas City a shot, even with Henney, as long as they have Hilaire. If they have neither, it's a problem. But if Hilaire's in the game and Henney can dink and dunk, they still got a lot of weapons, Mike. And I'll tell you what, Andy Reid. He'll come up with something. I can assure you of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may see Tyreek Hill taking a lot of snaps at quarterback if Mahomes can't go. I mean, that team is going to do whatever it takes to get in the end zone. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, you know, even with Henny a quarterback, that offense goes through Kelsey. I say it over and over again. He did it again. I mean, he makes all those catches down he's the incredible. middle of the field. He's just an incredible football player. And he's he's a guy that you have to concern yourself with. And once you do that in the middle and you keep your safeties on the inside, the outside guys have all that speed. I mean, they, they are just so tough. They really, really are to defend. So yep. we'll see. I think Kansas City wins the football game, though. Well, I know a lot of Dolphin fans are really concerned it's going to be Tom Brady versus the Bills in the Super Bowl. So. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> that I, you that know would what? be I, bad, I, wouldn't it? I don't I – don't – I think – Everybody, I think everybody across this country would want to see Green Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I think that would just be an incredible, incredible football game. Yep. You guys agree, agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. All be right. a fun game. The only thing I'd like better is the Dolphins being in the Super Bowl against Green Bay. How's that? Oh, I don't know if I want to face Rogers. Can't you pick somebody else? <laughs> well, no. Uh, you know, you got it. If if I mean, you're last the, time you got to beat Joe the Montana, best to be the okay. best, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you got to beat the best to be the best, right? You can go from Joe Montana to Rogers. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it happens. Can we play a Hostetler or somebody like that? <laughs> oh Lord, Trent Dilfer. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining me. Very welcome. Yeah, thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, fins up. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Podcast Network.